Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Another one of our daily Man on the Post World Cup podcasts. Uh, my name is Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Jesse. Hi, guys. I expect take it you're very happy. I am just. I'm. I'm. I don't have words. I have no adjectives. They'll come to me later. Okay. Uh, and I've got Adam. Hello. How are you? Good, thank you. Good, good, good. Right. Okay. So this is uh, Saturday, the thirtieth of June. So we are caught, um, talking about the first two. Last 16 rounds. So, with a Uruguay fan on our podcast who has seen Argentina lose to France and Uruguay beat Portugal, I think there is only one place to start. So, Adam. <laughs> Adam, are you an Uruguay fan too? I was <laughs> today. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, let's, let's keep Jesse in suspense a bit longer. We'll talk about the first game first. So, this was France for uh, Argentina too. So, France took the lead. Killing them back. Argentina three. What did I say? Two. Oh, they, no, what they scored at the end, didn't they? Not real. What they are did, numbers yeah. anyway? Don't you hate those KG, KG knockout games? <laughs> yeah, so people have been predicting for weeks. Okay, so France take the lead through... Uh, There's an Anton Griezmann penalty after Kylian Mbappé barged his way through, who had almost done something very similar either before or after that goal, hadn't he? He, he looked like he was in the mood today, didn't he, Kylian Mbappé? Did we think that should have been a red card? Because the American commentators were saying he was the last defender, and that could have been a red. But they've done away with that now. They changed the rule because yeah. if you get a penalty, you get a goal scoring opportunity. Uh, that's like one of these, you know, is it a handball? Isn't it a handball? They're sort of. You can't be sent off for denying a, a goal scoring opportunity if you still you... get a goal scoring opportunity. But you can if you're the last defender. No, not anymore. They changed really? it. It was only yeah, like six you... months ago, wasn't it? Did you have get... to call the Fox commentators. <laughs> <laughs> the, we have to call them about a lot of things. <laughs> the, the UK commentators had some problems as well. Did you see during the Japan game where they kept saying they kept the baffled as to why Japan weren't trying to score? <laughs> yeah. Um, or did, anyway, you see, did, you, did you see Sol Campbell the other day um, on Sky News? Yeah, asked who he thought would go through <laughs> out of out, was out of Uruguay and Portugal, and um, I forget who the other game was. It just went France. Wasn't <laughs> neither of the four options. <laughs> Yeah, so you're not alone there, Jesse. Um, I thought this this Mbappe run was, considering it's, I think it's 20 years to the day, why was no one else pointing out how Michael Owen-esque it was? A, a couple of people did. I saw in my timeline, yeah. yeah. Twitter was doing that. Is I don't know if anybody else is doing it. I think it was 20 years today. Argentinian defenders running backwards, breaking down the, the, the right-hand side. It was almost a carbon copy, apart from he started about... 30 yards further back. He did. He was well into his own half when he started that, didn't he? He didn't have Paul Scholes bellowing in his ear just as he was shooting. Um, what else could Rocco do? Because he was about to pull the trigger and shoot, wasn't he? So you've got to bring him down. I, 
I think Rojo did exactly the right thing, and he actually tried to take him down before he made it into the penalty area. Yeah. Um, I think his big mistake was then shoving him on the back because <laughs> it kind of made it two separate fouls. So before you could have maybe drawn it out and said the foul started outside the box, but I think the shove made it very clear to the referee that even if there had been a VAR incident, I don't even think it was reviewed, um, he could have easily said, well, he was still on his feet, that's a separate foul, that's the penalty. I think that there's nothing wrong. The referee got it spot on, and I think Rojo did the best he could with his very limited time. Yeah, I don't think the foul, the Rojo foul was an issue. I think the midfield was the issue. I mean, Mbappe, his, he, he had so much space. And, so, and there you go. You know, so much space, space, and so much speed, and and they just let him go. And if you look at the run um, afterwards, he passed five separate Argentinian players. That's the problem. So Rojo, Michael Owen. Michael Owen. I mean, he probably even passed Michael Owen. You know, Mar- Rojo had no choice. Tra- no, no choice. Yeah, and then uh, very nearly gave away another penalty a few minutes later. But it was a free kick on the edge of the box, which Pogba sort of smashed over the bar. There was something before, wasn't it? Because Griezmann—that was Griezmann. Hit, Griezmann, hit, Griezmann, Griezmann hit the bar with a free kick, but that was before the penalty. That's right. And after the penalty, there was another similar one where um, it was almost a penalty, but they bundled Mbappe over sort of before the yeah. box, and Pogba. They managed to get just before they got in the box yeah. this time. Yeah, <laughs> and Pogba smashed him over. So. Um, uh, then Argentina equalised it through Hangel uh, Di Maria. No, I think the first, yeah, the yeah. first goal yeah. was the Di Maria goal that just also no one was expecting him out of nowhere. Same thing with um, you know France. I think was was so on their front foot that they didn't realise they needed a back foot almost. You know, you saw him sort of running down and and catch them all off guard. The the French defenders were nowhere to be nowhere to be seen and he took full advantage. It was, I hate to say this, a really great goal. If you watch it again, um there's a really clever little bit from um from Pavon where um he's just on the edge of the penalty box and he just sort of screens Pogba for for about for just a second and it just delays Pogba in getting out to the ball that little bit. And gives Di Maria that time to, to line it up and shoot. Um, it's, it's been a good day for a good day for goals this this World Cup. Just today. Yeah, it's going to go I'm not quite sure of the timeline here on this bit fits in. But what did you guys think? I thought there was an incident with Messi where Griezmann was tracking back trying to do some defending, and the TV in the UK didn't make that big a deal out of it. But I thought that was probably a penalty as well. You know, they showed that, they showed it a replay here, and I wonder what would have happened had Messi not made such a meal out of it, um, because it's one of those things where had it happened outside of the box, perhaps it would have been a foul, but it was so soft, and it was so hard to tell whether Messi, had it been outside of the box, would have even bothered to go down. Well, he just he cuts through the back of him and forces Messi to kick the ground when he's trying to take a step. Danny Murphy was so impressed with it on UK TV that he was he was talking about Griezmann coming away with the ball. So, what do I know? Mm. Hmm. Uh, and then they take the lead through Mercado. Uh, I was trying to think of some sort of Mercado pun, but I couldn't. <laughs> I didn't know whether it would work or not. Uh, and then they got back through. Uh, the I would have gone. I would have gone. They built on that Di Maria goal. Oh, I just thought Mercado looked so surprised. He, you know, sort of fan kicked out his leg and and looked shocked that it even caught the goal. 
And then Benjamin Pavard. Uh, someone tweeted that Benjamin Pavard looks like the man that your the French exchange student that your your mother and sister stay in touch with fifteen years later. <laughs> Except he looks like he's fifteen years old. He does, doesn't he? What it? a little baby! What an absolute goal! That that angle from behind the goal where you can see him strike the ball and it sort of bend into the goal. It was wonderful, wasn't it? That's the one where you can see it. Who I think it's Martial. In a in a bib, in a substitute's bib, celebrating before the ball's anywhere near the net because he he's just perfectly in line with it and could see that that the keeper's getting nowhere near it. Yeah, the um, vision to see the keeper off his line and to see that no one was near it was it was amazing, and you could sort of see you know managers from across the league putting in their bids you know to to sign him just based on that goal alone. Nacho's was better. But why? Well, Nacho hit it harder, hit the post. No, that was a pure strike today. Oh, I think. Um, and then it was the Kylian Mbappe show. Kylian Mbappe, who is donating everything he earns in France at the World Cup to charity, which will add up to $20,000 in, uh, in total. And he's gotten many of his teammates to do the same, which is lovely. Yeah. And they're, they're refugee charities. And this I is mean... a 19-year-old child this is a kid who was not even born when his country i'm sorry adam i'm going on this just let me have this pure moment he was not born when his country last won the world cup he is he is neither was i me neither but he could be making bajillions of euros or francs or whatever of bitcoins and he's <laughs> donating this money to refugees and i just for that reason alone, I'm going to be okay when France beat Uruguay because just, just it's a point. lovely, wonderful gesture. The England squad do this every time they play, all of them. What? They donate their money to charity? Yeah, they always have done. England, England, the England squad's match fees are always donated to charity. What about, the Uruguay, like, what about the Uruguay players? Does, does Wayne <laughs> Rooney do that? Wayne Rooney has done that? Yeah. Really? That's it's, lovely. It's difficult not to do it when 22 other people do, isn't it? <laughs> I know Luis Suarez donates his to the children's hospital where my grandma works. Not the dentist. Adam, quick, say something. Fix it. <laughs> I can't fix that. <laughs> okay, so then it was the Kylian Mbappe show. Um, the sort of game was bookmarked by him. Um... When it blew it away in sort of... Uh, I forgot to make a sandwich at halftime, so I was I made it when um I made it when uh Mikado scored and by the time I finished eating it it was four two. <laughs> okay, so let's just have a look. What minute did so you made a sandwich when Mikado scored, so that's forty eight minutes. Yeah. I probably sat down and say fifty minutes. Okay. By the time Mbappe scored his second goal it was sixty eight, so it takes you twenty minutes to eat a sandwich. That's a long peanut butter and jelly, my friend. It was Does this include the making time or just the eating time? No, the making time as well. Okay. What, did you, what, did you, sort of, what sandwich did you have? Uh, chicken. Okay, butter? Well, that's the problem. No. If you're a vegetarian, it's no going to go a lot faster. Meh. You savage. Right, okay. So was it, a norm, was it normal bread or was it a baguette? It was a baguette. So you had a baguette well, and you put chicken... Because it was a French game. He has to have it on a baguette. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> did you have uh, onions and garlic with it? Exactly, yeah. So uh, what, what, just, did you have, what did you have with it? Just chicken. Just chicken? No yeah. salad. And no butter. No. God, you must have the driest throat ever. <laughs> no, it's moist. No wonder it took you 20 minutes to eat it. 
Um, anyway. Adam, are you, did you sign up for this abuse? Yeah, I didn't. No, go on, move. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so uh, he's announced himself on this stage, hasn't he? This is the, this is the sort of way that people... Uh, you know, Michael Owen announced himself in 98. Um, uh, Ronaldo has announced himself in the past as well. And, you know, this is him stamping his mark on this tournament. And for the first time, I think, this tournament, um, the French team clicked, didn't they, Jesse? Yeah, I, I mean, I thought Mbappe had... Or, had sort of had announced himself and PSG had managed to waste him. But yeah, I think that the French team really has come together in a way that we haven't seen since they won the World Cup. Um, and we, we've talked about this before, that we've seen phenomenal implosions from them. Um, and, and this is really the first French team in a while that just feels really cohesive um, and really exciting and, and lovely to watch. Okay, uh, so you're enjoying this friendship because normally, yeah, like you say, it's um, they sort of. Take I'll enjoy turns. them until Friday. Oh, you've got to pay them, haven't you? Yeah, we do. Okay, so <laughs> let's look. Okay, so we'll just wrap up this Argentina one. So then Sergio Aguero gets a goal back, and they I mean, almost. I mean, it's fine. We can talk about Argentina losing for a little bit longer. <laughs> it's okay. Just you know, carry on. Sergio Aguero gets one back in the 93rd minute, and they very, very nearly snatch an equaliser, didn't they? But I can't remember who it was. Was it Rocco again? Who sort of tipped that cross with his foot over the bar? This. Who decided that? Fazio, of all flipping people, was going to come in and be like the game changer. Like, had you asked me, <laughs> of all, of all, I forgot that Fazio was even Argentinian, but if you were going to ask me of all Argentinians who was going to come in and change things, Fazio was like a thousandth on my list. <laughs> then he made a difference. Yeah. In a team that you support that has Argentinian Eric Lamella, who would have thought that it was ex-Fazio that did it? Fazio, of all people. Yeah. Okay. Um, right, so Lionel Messi's gone. Are we going to see him at the World Cup again? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you think yeah. he'll come back. So he's 31 at the moment. Four years' time will be 35. Um, is that him? Is he just come in the room, is he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that, um, that was, you know, Mascherano retired from international football for the second time. Um, I could even see that not sticking when there's another Copa America. You know, this is... This is quite the uh, the emotional response um, from Argentinian teams. I could see Messi deciding to retire again and then come back. So I think we need to give Argentina a week to have their moments. Um, the worst thing that could happen to them is Maradona not retiring. <laughs> the worst thing that can happen to them is Maradona coming back and coaching. Let's let's, <laughs> let's be real here. Yeah, but the rest of us would have a great time. So I'm okay with that. Um, I think that. If you read, if you read or listen to to Sid Lowe, he's always talked about um, how when when Xavi left Barcelona, but actually the the best replacement that, they, that Barcelona could have had for Xavi would have been Messi, but then he wouldn't have been doing Messi things. Um, I think even if he's playing a role similar to that as he gets older in his career, he would still he'll still be making an appearance for for, uh, for Argentina at thirty five. Right, that's enough Argentina and France. Let's talk about the main event then. So we've got uh, Uruguay 2, uh, Portugal 1. Um, oh, any interested parties here want to give us their thoughts? I mean, Adam, you want to you wanna talk about this a little bit? <laughs> Just say nice things! <laughs> well, well, I had money on Uruguay to win, so that was nice. You're welcome. Uh, I've got money on Cavani to be top goal scorer, so that was pretty good. 
Can I tell you guys? I didn't. The last match, I went on a Chris Etchenham style rant about Edinson Cavani not playing well, missing chances, being absent. I was so mean in Spanish about Cavani. It's like it was terrible. And now I just hope that he's okay and he could play on Friday. Uh, okay, so he sort of, let's be fair, he did mishit that header in, didn't he? But it come off his nose or his neck or something? It came off his stunningly sharp cheekbones. All right, I'll tell you what, let's talk about the build-up play. Let's talk about his pass to, his crossfield ball to Suarez, followed by that cross to Cavani, because that was a wonderful piece of link-up play, wasn't it? Yeah. I thought the positioning, and I thought, you know, the first two matches, I thought, yes, we won, we shut people out, but we did not play well at all. Um yeah. The game against the match against Russia, Tabarez changed our shape in such a way that um, really gave players new energy and speed. Um, I, I thought that this the four in the midfield played so beautifully. The the um, addition of Lasalt was key. Um, Who who's the uh, the player who's supposed to be joining Arsenal soon? No one. I don't want anyone to join Arsenal. That's, what are you talking about? That's the fullback, isn't it? It's one of the fullbacks. No. Let me see if I find his name. And then um, actually butcher it. Oh, good. Fun. <laughs> um, uh, so while Adam does the Google, I think Lasalt was was absolutely key. And I think that Toreda, you know... who He's can, the one. Him. Who? What? Torreira? Oh, God, Adam. Adam, don't you speak Greek? Can't you what fix that? No, I don't yeah. want to. I'm okay with my ignorance. Anyway, so Lucas Doreira is he yeah. the one? Who's, is he the one who plays in for a team in Syria who's joining Arsenal? Yeah. That, yeah. So I think his introduction has been really has really benefited because it's allowed the other two midfield players to be to get on the ball more and um, have to worry about being being a bit less defensive, a bit bit more ball playing. Especially Bentacle has really impressed done, me in this tournament. He was poor today, though, wasn't he, Bentacle? Yeah, I think he was on yellow, and he knew that. Yeah. But I think it's done two things. I think that it's allowed Godin and, and Josema and Cáceres to really concentrate on the back line, uh, which is key because our back line has been super holy, um, with an E, I guess. Um, I'm, you sure, know, I'm sure up. I heard the commentator full say up. that the goalkeeper hasn't conceded a goal this year, so... Yeah, but that's that's because of him. But I, but I worry about our backline, um, and it do also, you? like you said, I do. Oh, I do. It's the best defense you in the tournament. You heard me go off about Kawates. Especially, yeah, I know about Kawates. Yeah, but you've got Godin and Jimenez. Um, uh, they, you look really solid at the back. Right, and they've had to worry about the about the. I'm showing you with my hands, like everyone can see. I'm being you, um, and the two of them have had to lock down the wings. Casares has been injured, and we've had nobody on that left side. So, I think Casares has played phenomenally um, in the cup in this tournament. But I think that the addition of um, Toreda that I just wanted Adam to jump in and say it, but he didn't work. Um, Toreda and LaSalle really freed them up um, to just play in the back. And I think that also the midfield got, had a lot of space to um, 
run up to Suarez and Cavani and that allowed Suarez to play back a little bit like he's wanted to and not feel so much pressure. So I think this is a this is a shape that really works for us. Tell us a bit about uh, Cavani and Suarez because they've said quite a few times on the, the the commentary that they sort of grew up three weeks apart and in the same city. So they're not from Montevideo, are they? No, they're from Salto, which is a, a really small town that's close to the border. Um, uh, they're all small towns, aren't they? Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, aside from Montevideo. So uh, Uruguay is a country of three million people. Um, and one million of those people live in Montevideo. And I don't, how, like, how many people live in London? About eight million. Right. So how many people live in Cornwall? Do you know? I don't even know. Half a million, About I think. Twelve. Right. So, <laughs> Most so, like, of them are related to Chris. Even, even Montevideo, which is the capital, like when you when I walk with my grandparents it's like it's always shocking to me how many people just like stop and and say hello and and know them and like you know where my grandfather's students once upon a time because like one million people actually is really small so salto is um is very tiny and it's a border town and it's um right now it's a town that really is only known for being the birthplace of Suarez and Goani. um and they were they were born three weeks apart. They were also both grew up playing for the under seventeen, then the under twenty one, and both for Nacional. So they have this shared history and this shared footballing history and this shared language that I think we haven't really we saw it a little bit in the in twenty ten in South Africa, um, but we haven't seen them link up in the same way until I think today. So they've known each other since. They were boys, or they just happened to grow up in the same town, or yeah, yeah. Guess what? Okay. Yeah, they've known they've known each other since since birth. Since, oh, okay. They were, well, yeah, they basically right. they love talking about how they've played football together since they were nine or something like that, don't they? So yeah, okay. yeah. It's like it, they were neighbors. You know, it's like growing up with. It's like now getting to play with that kid from down the road. Yeah, it's like uh, Nicolas Setter <laughs> and Zabi Lonzo, I suppose, isn't it? <laughs> That's much better. I was going to go with Andy and Jamie Murray, but I suppose they're brothers. <laughs> Yeah, they, they've known each other quite a while. <laughs> okay, uh, so then you can see with the second goal through the um, set piece for Portugal, some criticism for Godin because he was concentrating too much and trying to sort of jump with Ronaldo, as you can understand, yeah. because he's an excellent header of the ball and nobody picked up um, Pepe in the background. Yeah. I just think those are the kind of things that happen sometimes, though, when it, when corners are taken quickly. Like, defenders are so... so um, concentrating on making sure on organizing and making sure people are picking up that you don't if you're not looking if you're not switched on and looking a quick a quick corner taken short but put into the box quite quickly it can be quite dangerous and you see that and the amount of space that that Pepe ended up with yeah I think they did very well taking their um taking their shots super quickly so I think there were like three that had to be retaken because they took them too fast but it was a good um, strategy from them to take them, you know. It did. It did seem like early. something that they had um, they had picked up on as being as being an issue, <laughs> something that they, they thought would work for them. Yeah. Okay, so they scored in. Uh, it was Pepe, wasn't it, that scored? Uh, it was the first half he scored, wasn't it? So what did you? So you're not happy. First half. Uh, so you're not happy with the fact that Pepe scores a goal. Understandably. Um, What's your no mood, what's your mood taking you to at, at this point? Then are you thinking this is it, or do you think I, I'm quite happy the way we played? We'll definitely get another. Oh, I th- 
you guys will not be surprised that I thought we were toast. I mean, we generally don't rally well. um, And we haven't been... This is the first time that we had been... That we had conceded a goal the entire calendar year. So I did not think that we were going to be able to come back from that. I thought, this is it. Ronaldo's going to get one now. He's going to take his shirt off. I'm going to have to see him in his hiked up shorts and his terrible goatee and shirtless and I'm going to be miserable and have to, you know, cry. Well, you're only level for seven minutes, weren't you? Then uh, and Kavani comes in. And have you seen the analysis, um, Adam, where Pepe gets blamed for this goal? I have not, no. Pepe? How did they blame Pepe? So I mean, Pepe... I'm fine with that, but why did they blame Pepe? <laughs> so it comes from a, 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 a Uruguayan goal kick, doesn't it? So the Uruguayan goal yes, kick comes and in. Yes, I and... am loving Fernando Musleta this entire tournament. Sorry, I just added that in. Go for it. <laughs> so it comes from a, a, a Uruguay goal kick and Pepe leaves the back four to jump up with to move forward to jump up with Suarez. Uh, wins the header but sort of flicks it backwards towards his own defence which is then picked up by uh, the attacker who then plays in Cavani into the gap where Pepe should have been who then shoots and does his little bit of magic. I mean... Do I want to blame Pepe? Sure, but Pepe's not a defender. It could have happened in the second half, too. Cavani tried to head a ball out of our box and didn't, and it was cleared out by Cassidus, and it could clearly, it could easily have gone into goal. I think it's hard to blame one of your one of your attacking players for trying to defend badly. They're just not defenders. Okay. Um, so just, just looking at that, I've just watched it about four times since he said that. And yeah, you're, you're right. But a, midf- a midfield player runs past Pepe to make that a three on three. So surely the, uh, there's a midfield player there who's not, who's lost their runner. Hmm. Not that I want to spend a long time defending Pepe. <laughs> <laughs> Sort of habit you want to get into, really. Isn't uh, it? No. <laughs> can we? I mean, later we don't have to do it here, but like, can we just talk about Pepe and Ronaldo's haircuts and like what happened and who allowed that to be? Just write that down for like later on the agenda. <laughs> well, we haven't got long, like. Ooh. We haven't got long left, so if you want to do a quick thing on it now. No, that's what I mean. Like later, oh, when later we are not time. on the clock. Oh, okay. Like that's just. Okay, now we're using valuable time on admin for later. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. One thing, one thing I want to talk about while we are on the clock is this, um, this sacrimonious loving on Twitter to do Cristiano Ronaldo carrying Cavani off the pitch, oh. which he's only doing because... Because he wants the time Because he's 2-1 down. down. Imagine, it's two, imagine Portugal 2-1 up. Does he help Cavani off the pitch? Does <laughs> he bollocks? Thank you. Who saw the Adam, end of tweet? You're my favourite. <laughs> Who saw the other tweet? It was Kylian Mbappe sat in his room as a sort of twelve or thirteen year old. With far it. too many Cristiano Ronaldo posters on his wall. Yeah, and he said that, that was creepy. Well, he said this is this is um, uh, it was something like this is me with um, posters of my idol or something. And someone replied saying, "Well, I bet your idol's got posters like that in his room as well." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it did look. Someone else pointed out it was a bit Alan Partridge. And Alan Partridge goes around that person's house and he's got all the sort of the room dedicated to him. <laughs> Um, so uh, some criticism of Patricio for the Cavani goal as well. I can't think he did could do an awful lot about that. Do you? It's a beautiful finish, isn't it? it? Was, Just, yeah. 
Why can't we just like nice things? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. And sometimes things are just a, things are just beauty, aren't they? Rather than he did that wrong, so blah Wait, blah. Wait, I'm sorry. Blah. Did did Chris just say that? <laughs> sorry, Chris. Can you maybe can you say that again? I think Edison Cavani had an off day and did something of beauty. I, he takes it. I think it's very <laughs> difficult to blame the goalkeeper there because he takes it first time. Yeah. So the goalkeeper's already the goalkeeper's in the process. The ball's been shifted um, from right to left. The goalkeeper's in the process of coming across to his right to cover his near post, and Cavani's immediately bent the ball back the other way. I yeah, I'm not willing to. I'm willing to give the goalkeeper a huge pass on that one. Yeah, I think I am as well. I think it's a bit unfair. And then he, does he go off straight after the the goal? Does he? Cavani. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's the way he landed. I think I watched it a couple times after the way he landed after the goal seemed to have. Hopefully, it's just a calf muscle. Like no, he played no because he scored in the sixty-second minute and he came off in the seventy-fourth. Right, but did you see when he landed after scoring? When they showed that, watch it for about a fifteenth time now. I was going to (laughs) say, is there any early prognosis on Twitter, which is always right, as to what he might? Have. Yeah, all the Uruguayan commentators and newspapers and people are are just praying and hoping that it's this muscle strain. It was it's also just very hot. I think it's just some. If you look afterwards, when they showed him on the bench, he had he had ice wrapped on his calf. So I think it's right. probably just a calf strain of some kind. Okay. Right. So um, Dr. Adam, how many days does that take to recover from? It could be anything from like. It depends how badly he's torn that. How bad the tear is. It could be. Two, two, three days. It could be nine months. He needs to see Glenn Hoddle's. It's not faith a baby. <laughs> that's what he needs to do. Glenn Hoddle's faith healer, or something like that. Arlene Brewery. Arlene Brewery. That's it. <laughs> um... She can do it over the phone as well. I've seen. I've seen the interview where he claims. <laughs> um. So then, okay. So he scores sixty-two minutes. So what is your pulse and heart rate like for the next? 28 minutes or so it wasn't 28 minutes it was three full days yeah that match (laughs) lasted so long somebody explained to me why three minutes or four minutes of extra time lasted for nine gang minutes (laughs) of extra time explain plus when they were screaming for a hat for a handball it came off Rui patricio's hand it came from his own hand didn't it yeah (laughs) right so if you want a handball it's your own player's hand Buddy. That's right, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it, was it sort of backstab the wall jobby or was it sort of controlled defending? I, I don't think I have fingers left. I was, I was right. chomping on them and and clutching things. And I, at one point, I got dizzy because I realized I wasn't breathing. It just, I, you know what? I was grateful that we weren't sitting back so hard and relying on. Um, just uh, like a Jose Mourinho parking of the bus yeah. style defense, because that would that their way leads disaster, Nigeria, Argentina style. Um, but it was it was painful. Okay, I, I would put. I didn't think I didn't see that at all. I don't really remember Portugal po- posing you any threat. 
I, 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 I thought that Uruguay were fully in control of this game the whole time, even when it was 1-1. I think Jesse maybe had more of an emotional investment in the game. Yeah, I think that's you're, probably you're, the case. You're sort of looking and through the style that old... we play, though, like, they had... this, And this is just the football that we play. <clears throat> you know, we had 30-some-odd percentage of the ball and, like, 100 passes to their 300-something passes. And, like, yes, that's always going to be the case but it does make for some nervy watching no i can imagine right uh we've been involved here about half an hour so we can start to wrap up but tomorrow we've got uh two games in the last 16 we've got spain versus russia and croatia versus denmark so i'm going to stick my neck on the line and say spain and croatia might win that is anyone going to disagree i think you might be right (laughs) you guys you do not live in america you don't know what russia are capable of i'm just saying (laughs) just Unless you've watched Icarus yet, we do know what Russia came from. Well, I can't wait for four years' time and I'm going to be cheering for Gilead. Uh, anyone see anything other than Spain and Croatia tomorrow? Anyone see those games being close at all? I can... Yeah, I, I see the Spain game being close just because that's how Spain play knockout football. Yeah. But they will um, they will, will pass Russia off the pitch and probably win 1-0. They will channel that in a Del Bosque. Okay. No, I could see Spain suddenly deciding to play and knock Russia out of the park, especially after the Uruguay 3 nothing Russia. Like, who knows which Russia is going to show up? But, I don't know, maybe Christian Eriksen's going to decide to score three. Who knows? Mm. Listeners, that. both of them are mm. making, like, like, scrunchy beard faces, just so you know. Hey, yeah, that's probably the reason we're making scrunchy beard faces. <laughs> it's called Luka Modric. Yeah, exactly. Uh, excellent. Okay, guys, we'll um, wrap that up for the evening. So, uh, Jesse, if they want to find and follow you and wish you their heartiest congratulations on Twitter, how do they do that? They can go to at Jesse Loesch and I will accept it gratefully and happily. Okay, Adam, if any listeners want to come to you and say no butter on sandwiches is hashtag names, how do they do that? Uh, Adam, I say 101. I have butter on some sandwiches. It's a... Anyway, move on. <laughs> okay, I'm at... What about you? What about you? I'm at C. Etchingham 77. Uh, Man of the Post has gone social media crazy this last couple of weeks. We are on Twitter at Man of the Post, Instagram at Man of the Post, and we have our own Facebook page, and we've been using all three rather um, sporadically stroke intensely depending on aggressively what day it is. yeah aggressively <laughs> yeah man depending on what day it is adam you've got an article on there haven't you i have okay yeah. what's that about quickly um it is a um a power ranking of all 32 teams in from the group stages of the world cup okay so that's a... so the, the first part is up now which is uh 32 to 17 and i've sent 16 to 1 to ross to post when he is awake slash not at work Okay, so that's at the uh, at Man on the Post uh, website at manonthepost.com. I think Ryan's been doing some work on there as well the last few days, getting some of our old podcasts on there, so you can go back and listen to those. Jesse, uh, you have to read it. You'll be very, you'll be quite happy with a Uruguay feature. All right, then I will go on. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for joining us. No worries. Thank you. And always remember to keep your Man on the Post. Uh,